I am Victor Milligan. And I'm Jennifer Isabella. Your co-host for Forrester's podcast, What It Means, we're exploring the major changes in market influencing executive priorities. In this episode, we're sharing Principal Analyst Sam Stern's CXNYC keynote presentation on employee experience in the age of automation and transformation. He'll share why firms must invest in their employees like never before to help them evolve to tackle new challenges and adapt into new roles. Let's take a listen. I'm going to talk about employee experience and what we need to do in the future for our humans to help them have a great employee experience because the speed of change in the future is going to increase and the amount of change will too. Harley alluded to the uh, importance of automation to why this is happening. Um, But there's another trend as well that I want to share with you about why this is happening. Um, We expect to see lots and lots of transformations at companies like yours. When we talk to you, you tell us that you're trying to transform your culture to be customer-centric. You also say you're doing digital transformations. Most companies tell us that they're doing both of those. As well, you're trying to incorporate agile methods, trying to increase the rate of innovation in your company. You're responding to disruptive competitors. You're doing all of this at the same time. And to put a finer point on uh, what Harley shared about automation, we're seeing great disruption from automation in the workforce from the next 10 years. So by 2030, we expect to see first uh, that the talent economy uh, will convert about 30% of skills that employees do to, um, to tasks that can be outsourced into the gig economy. And then we expect about fully 80% of jobs to be transformed based on automation. That's disruption to existing jobs. And yes, we will see job loss and gain too. So imagine a 29% number of jobs that go away because of automation. Now, we'll see some uh, offset of that, right? That we'll see about 13% new jobs created. But this is major, major change on top of all those transformations that you want to do. How do you think employees feel about this? When you ask them, are they ready for a transformation? When you're putting all of this around them, their answer, the, the human instinct is to just say no to be frozen, to be stuck. And so we need resources surrounding them that help them go through a state change, that help them get back to being able to say yes, to being fluid, to being adaptable. But that's not just going to happen. We have to make that happen. So my first question for you is, what do our employees need to become so that they can thrive amidst so much change and uncertainty? First, they need to become poised. They need to be able to stand on a stage like this or a metaphorical one as they do their jobs and be confident, cool, collected, feel secure. And we interviewed a bunch of employees at companies who were going through major disruption, major change, to ask them what it felt like and what had helped them be successful in those environments. Here's what an employee told us poise felt like. The places I had my biggest successes were places where people were open and honest and where I could ask questions of people without judgment. The idea here is he's not worried about a dumb question. He knows that his colleagues have his back. He's supported. So we need them to be poised. We also need our employees to become enlightened. If you think about yourself and your colleagues, how well do we really understand all of our strengths, all of our potential, not only to do jobs and work that's outside of our existing job description, but what are our career aspirations? What could we grow into? And I would argue that many employees go through their careers without having this full picture of their potential. And here's one employee who's sort of conflicted in this way. 
she told us that one of the things that keeps me up at night is that if you don't have a specific trade, it's hard to know whether or not I'm a dime a dozen. Yes, I know that I'm good at building relationships, but is that valued? And so now she knows one really critical skill that she has that's great for an account manager to have, but she's not even sure if her organization values it. And you might not be surprised to hear that in the rest of the interview, she told us about how she's already looking for a new job. Third, we need our employees to become adaptable. Here's one employee who's adaptable. He said, I have been through four plant closings in my career. This has forced me to move around a lot and taught me that there is more than one way to do things. And this gave me an open mind that anything is possible. He's been through the fire, and that has given him the confidence that he can bounce back. Ideally, our employees would have this sense of adaptability without having to go through this much suffering. You want employees to be able to say, I get knocked down, but I get up again, and you are never going to keep me down. <laughs> and fourth, we need our employees to be knowledge-seeking, always looking for the next skill or area of information that they can take on and bring into their uh, skill set. And it sounds like this. You have to find folks who are committed to lifelong learning. There's a lot made of grit as part of this formula, but I think companies need to make the paths to advancement clear. And where we're ending with this quote is so important because this is a partnership. Employees can only take these on with your support. We all have to be part of this equation to help employees become poised, enlightened, adaptable, and knowledge-seeking and reach their peak in terms of potential. So the next logical question then is, how can you help your employees reach their peak? Four things for you to do. First, we need to help them discover their traits, learn about themselves. Enlightenment comes through a process, going through several steps to figure out what we're good at today and what we can be good at tomorrow. So something like Forrester's Future Fit helps you discover what technologies and how open you are to, do, to adopting them um, you'll, you'll be able to take on tomorrow. But we're also talking about things that are relevant for today. So think of something like StrengthsFinder. And I love this quote from, from John Lincoln. He said, StrengthsFinder is the divining rod. You find out what you're naturally good at and point your career towards opportunities that better align to your strengths. And the idea here and how they've used it at Duke Energy is that we're trying to understand people's potential as much as what they're good at today, what else they can do in this organization so we can start to chart and path many different career opportunities for them. On top of their traits, we want to layer techniques for general learning that help them grow faster. So once they see those potential paths that they can move to, part of staying ahead of all this disruption, all this change, is to be able to move into new areas faster. And this is where techniques like uh, deliberate practice are really valuable. And this is popularized by Malcolm Gladwell as a 10,000 hour rule in the book Outliers. But it's not really about quantity that matters. It's much more about the quality of the practice. And this is where you have someone who's a coach, a mentor, someone who's giving you really good feedback and helping you to take important tasks and break them down into discrete things that you can rehearse and practice over and over again with feedback about your performance. But in addition to deliberate practice, I would encourage you to think about something like beginner's mind to help employees see something they've done a thousand times before in a new light. 
In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. This is a quote from Suzuki, who is one of the people who popularized this concept in the West. And the idea here is that we need employees looking at old problems, old processes, in new ways. And with their expertise combined with that fresh perspective, you will get a lot of creativity. Third, we need to encourage trials. Now, 10,000 hours of experience is great. That's just not possible in many of the unusual, uncommon, and novel situations that employees are going to face in the future. And so we need to give them exposure to those before they have to face them in the real. And what you're looking for in employees' careers from trials is this, little jolts to spur us along. So we are constantly inspired whether or not external conditions are inspiring. Josh Waitzkin wrote a book called The Art of Learning, where this, this quote comes from. If you don't know his name, he's the subject of the book and movie Searching for Bobby Fischer. He was a chess prodigy as a child, and he was a chess champion. And then, as an adult, he became a martial arts champion. So he's a champion of mind and body. And he attributes that entirely to this process of going through trials, putting himself in novel, unusual situations and settings to jolt himself into learning and growing. And finally, we need to surround employees with a teaching, continuous learning environment. We want them to feel like they have access to resources. They can guide our organization to giving them new opportunities as well in areas where we haven't even thought to provide learning. That they have mentors and peers giving them feedback and coaching and sharing what they know. We want to create the conditions where employee growth is more likely because they need to keep growing to stay above this rising waterline of automation and to go through all of these transformations that we have planned. So, employees perceive increasing automation as a threat. They worry about their jobs. And more transformations layered on top of all that automation is more chaos, distraction, and uncertainty to employees. So you must respond with the resources that reveal their traits, that train techniques, that encourage trials, and that cultivate teaching to help employees reach their peak. This is the way to get that state change, to move them from frozen to fluid, able to say yes to transformations. And then here's the wonderful thing. If you get them into that scenario where they feel surrounded with resources, they feel that they're confident that they've done this before, we went through one successful transformation, not only can they say yes, they can say more. I can do more of this. I feel confident. We can move faster. They will drive you as an organization to move faster. And this can be your differentiator. You can do the same things that other organizations are trying to do, but more of them at once and faster. That's the promise of putting these resources around employees. They will bring your organization forward to where you want to go. Thank you. Want to hear more on this topic? Join us and industry leaders at CX San Francisco in October as we dig into how powerful technologies like AI, machine learning, and robots push the stakes higher for CX professionals. To learn more and register, visit 4.com slash CXSF. That's F-O-R-R dot com slash CXSF. Thanks for listening.